Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon. Happy spring, everyone. Um, The weather is putting me in such a good mood lately. I'm just so ready for rosé outside in the sun. (laughs) I don't know about you guys. But so anyway, I think I've mentioned this, but I'm now doing entertainment reporting at WABC Radio with segments Tuesday morning on the other side of midnight and Friday morning with Bernie and Sid. So if you find yourself a radio fan, don't forget to listen. And, you know, we just have a lot of fun. And sometimes we even tease the podcast, which is, is always fun for me. So this week I have an amazing guest, director-actress Kira Sedgwick, who was so incredibly chatty and just fun to talk to. So it's just, she's just, you can tell, she's just a seasoned actress who knows how to carry on a conversation, which is just so, so great. Um, Now, Kira is starring in a fun show on ABC now. It's on Wednesday nights, and it's called Call Your Mother. And it's about this empty nester who misses her grown children, and she kind of just reinserts herself in their life, you know, whether or not they they need her. So, um, yeah, so Kira... As most of you know, or maybe some of you don't know, she is married to Kevin Bacon and actually for over 30 years. And they're just notoriously like couples goals. I mean, I would say not even for Hollywood. Like they're just in general couples goals. And they actually lost a really large amount of their fortune um, with Bernie Madoff and that Ponzi scheme, which is completely insane. And and they're very open about it. They talk about it to the press. And but yeah, they lost a lot of money. But um, yeah, they're both still working and they have been working. So I don't think they're going to stop anytime soon, unfortunately, or fortunately. But um, something I also found to be hilarious is that a number of years back, um, she and Kevin went on this PBS show about uncovering your roots and your ancestors. And they actually discovered that Kira and Kevin are 10th cousins or something completely far-fetched like that. I mean, I don't even know what it really means, but they were really good sports about it. And apparently Kira was like, I knew it. All white people are related, blah, blah, blah. And Kevin was like, eh, you know, it's cool. As long as we're not second cousins, it's fine. But anyway, Kira is just a cool lady. And I'm super excited for you guys to hear our chat. So here is Kira Sedgwick. Hi, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Good. So um, congrats on Call Your Mother. It's such a fun show. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's very different than The Closer. Um, and yes. <laughs> right? The premise, for people that don't know, it's about a mother with grown children who sort of reinserts herself in their lives because they don't really need her anymore. And I know you have two grown children. So is this your life, Kara? Well, you know, the funny <laughs> thing is, is that they could live without me, but do they want to? Of course really? not. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have a lot to offer, you know, actually. It's really yes. funny. It's so funny. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I think there's part of you that's like, yeah, they could live without me, but the truth is, like, I still get something from my mom. Like, you know, totally. she's still that person that I'll call for stuff. So oh, yeah. I think that they 
I think that's sort of the great thing about the show is that they, they're all learning from each other and learning that they still have a lot more to learn from each other. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I mean, I'm, you know, in my mid-30s, and I will always be calling my mom <laughs> for as long yeah. as I live. And my mom still calls her 90-year-old mom. So I think it's just one of those I things. Um, I will say, like, for the pandemic, I ended up moving in with my parents as a grown adult <laughs> with my own children, yeah. which is not ideal. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah I don't know I what did you guys do it's so funny because I think that's sort of also like this thing that of course we never could have known mm-hmm. you know while we were making the movie but uh movie <laughs> while we were doing the show before we we were doing the show because we were mm-hmm. set to go in March of last year like before every the shit at the fan um oh. but um but um I don't I, I think that we've all been confronted by family and like you know, a new version of family, and, like, we've had to reconfigure our lives in terms of, like, wow, you know, who's the A-team, you know, yeah. and who are the people that I have to, you know, I I, ha- I really just want to make sure that this relationship is, 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 is sane and, you know, healthy in some way. So I think that we've all been sort of confronted with that. Yes. Um, for me, my kids, my, my 30-year-old son and I did spend, and my husband and I spent about two months together. We were living together, and then we, we left, and he actually moved out. Okay. Um, we were in Los Angeles, uh, but um, now we're back east. Um, but I was okay. shooting the show in Los Angeles. I mean, I think that it's, it, it, yeah, I think it was a really strange and interesting time for families. Yeah, yeah. That must have been really nice for you, though, to live with your son again, Travis. That's that's great. It was yeah. until, like, the last two weeks, and then we just, like, <laughs> it was just, it, it was untenable almost. And, oh, my God, and, no, you know, totally. and, and that's good to know, too. It's like, guess what? Yes. It, you know, you shouldn't really move back in with your parents. Um, like, you know, absolutely if you can not. avoid it. Yes. No, <laughs> I, I literally did it for my young children. I didn't do it for any other reason because I knew it was yeah. time to go when I would, like, pull out of the driveway and my dad would text me, where are you going? I'm like, okay, that's oh. not a thing. Yeah, that's not a thing, Dad. Oh. Um, yeah, no, that's not yeah. a thing. No, no, no. No, 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 that's not a thing yeah. anymore. <laughs> you can't do that. Um, but I read an article um, about where you had talked about the fact that at one point in your life, you wanted your family to move, you know, back to the city. Kevin wanted to live in Connecticut and you ended up winning this battle. This is a battle that I have all the time. So how did you win this battle of staying in the city? What did you do here? Tell me your secret. I'll tell you my secret is that I said, I'm losing my mind. Do you want to have a crazy person as your wife and the mother of your children? I mean, I literally was like, you know, I grew up born and raised in Manhattan. And so, you know, it's really in my blood. I I don't feel that way now. But when I was, I mean, I had kids super young. I was 23 when I had my first, 25 when I had my second. And so, you know, I I really needed the beat of the city, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was, it was was almost like an addiction, I think, you know, I mean, not a bad one, but you know, it just is what it is. There's like a certain life, you know, there's life's blood to this place that you like really get attached to. Um, Ultimately, you know, he knew I was right because (laughs) number one. You know, the woman is the emotional center of the family, and if, like, she's going crazy, you're all in trouble, first of all. And second of all, but also, like, it was a good place. My my son had learning issues, and, like, he needed to go to a special school, and they just did not have that in Connecticut. So, like, Mm -hmm. there was all good things came from it, but it was definitely a big, like, six-month fight, and we're not big fighters, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was, like, a major upheaval in my life, but it's not an easy one. No, we we did. I feel the same way as you do. I feel like when I was not in the city for the pandemic, I felt like I... 
I was losing a piece of myself and my mental health. And, and you're so right. That's such a good point. As mothers, it's like, you know, people shame moms almost for, for, you know, taking time for themselves. And you're like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, what what do you think? We're not people. (laughs) We just can just run like machines all the time, pop children out. And like, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's actually a really great monologue in the, in the movie. I mean, in in the, in like a third episode of the show where she's like, I give and I give and I give. And then she realizes like, yeah, but I'm the only one that that can stop that. Like Mm -hmm. I'm the only one that can say, you know, you know, you're the people around you and your family will, you know, your kids, especially when they're younger, like they'll just take and take and take. You have to be the one to go, okay, mom needs 10 minutes. Mom needs an hour. Mom needs to go out of the house. And even during the pandemic, like little ways like that you can get out is like so important because, but only you can change those rules, you know, Mm -hmm. because Everybody else will just proceed as normally, you know, unless you're the yes. one that goes, no, I need to carve out this time. And that's really hard to do because that's not something that society invites us to do. No, you know, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> we have vaginas, so we automatically are like, oh, I'm sorry. Can I do this? I'm so sorry. Exactly. <laughs> um, which is so annoying. Can I just but... do everything and <laughs> yes. just ignore my needs? entirely like that kind of built in yeah exactly right and something I always I always say to my husband like my kids what they do is like we'll be at like the top of the stairs right and they'll be like here hold my truck hold my glass hold my this my hands are totally full their hands are empty and they're like all right now hold my hand and I'm like wait guys really like mom can't do everything (laughs) but um but anyway so I used to work with my husband on a regular basis you have filmed a lot of movies with Kevin and, and you also directed City on a Hill which stars him as well now now, do you do you enjoy directing him more than you like working alongside him because you get to tell him what to do? Oh, God, that's so funny. No, I love working <laughs> with him as an actor. I mean, we hardly ever do it, which I think is wise. Mm-hmm. You know, I think make it special, you know, make it for that those special times yeah. when your husband's playing a pedophile, <laughs> um, which was the movie that we did together, you know, wait yeah. for those special moments yeah. where your husband's playing a pedophile. <laughs> but, um, but no, I love directing him. I mean, and I feel like, I mean, of course, like, I kind of, I, I think I direct him really well, you know, yeah. because I think that I know all of his instrument and not everybody else does. And I feel like, because I've watched every frame of every piece of work of uh, that he's done and I've studied it because I've been a director Aww. my whole life, even though I didn't really know it, Yeah, you know, and I think that I, I also know how to, I think I know how to speak to actors, although, you know, sometimes I feel like I know nothing. I mean, I spend a lot of my life thinking I know nothing, um, but which is actually not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I yeah. think that I I I often can get something out of him that he doesn't necessarily know that he has in him, or that he w- a choice that he would necessarily make because I know he can do all these other things. Wait, that's that so sense? special. Are you kidding? I feel like that's yeah. so awesome. That's like, it is. you know great. what? It's he should just stop working with anyone else and just only work with you. So, oh my god, I think you're kind of right, but let's let's keep that one. No, secret. I'm let's totally right. I'm totally right. Now, Kira, yeah. my last question for you. I think I'm running out of time. Um, you, yeah. uh, from what I've gathered, you've never done Broadway, but you are a New Yorker and you are an actress. Now, what what what's the reason for this? Well, I have actually. It's not true. Yeah. I've done a lot of. Oh, it's been okay. a long time. It I, has. I did, okay. I did, I did Twelfth Night uh, at Lincoln Center with with um, Helen Hunt and Philip Bosco and lots of millions. Now that was people. a while ago. Um, that was a really long time yes. ago. I mean, here's the thing: it's a long. You know, they want long runs and eight shows a week. Yes. And you know, I have to say that you have to absolutely freaking love something. And my curse is that I feel like I know when. 
when you're in a play and you're doing when you're doing a play and mm-hmm. the play's not working, you feel it in one second as an audience, as an actor. Yeah. And that feeling of like feeling the audience go away and you're still out there working your tail off feels <laughs> very unsatisfying to me. So it's like if yeah. I knew it was a great play, you know, like I knew Twelfth Night Shakespeare was a great play and kind of un. You can't really miss with that play. I'm yeah. in, you know. But right. but unless I think it's really great, or I think it really could can sustain people sitting in seats, I don't want to work that. I don't want to work and feel like uh, people want to walk out. You know, that's right. too painful. But I love Broadway. I'd love to do more live theater, and you know, I, yeah. I'm all in. I would love to comedy, see you. I would love comedy. to see you on Broadway. That is like, I think you would. Yeah, you would be. So good in so many roles. Um, what What's the first show you're going to see when Broadway comes back? Uh, something new, you yeah. know. I mean, I want to see something new. I like to see new plays, new playwrights, new work. I mean, I, I appreciate that people are bringing back, you know, the old faves. But Oklahoma. I'm like, let's, yeah, <laughs> Music exactly. man. Let's, yeah, let's let's see something new. Let's see something fresh. Let's give new playwrights, you know. who I, There's a lot. People have a lot, artists have a lot to say, especially right now. Let's listen to them, you know? I love it. I love it. You should see Hades Town. It was really good. If you haven't already, that's newish. Oh, you did? Okay. So you loved it. it. Okay. I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. Um, Okay. Well, Kira, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, this was a pleasure. Same here. Take care. You too. Bye. Okay, so that was Kira, and I really could have talked to her all day. I really wish we had more time, um, but, you know, a little behind-the-scenes drama. We couldn't connect for whatever reason at first when um, starting our call, so the publicist had to cut the interview a little bit short as Kira obviously had, you know, she's a packed schedule. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed her. I, I really, really like her. I like her even more now, and if you need a fun sitcom to watch, check out Call Your Mother Wednesday nights on ABC. Now, if you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe wherever you listen. And um, don't forget to listen to me on WABC Radio. Thanks for listening, guys.